Miller. On this episode, we have Adam Russell of MVP Genetics and Mr. Will Snell of Mountain View Seed. Uh, what an absolute honor to have these two on this podcast. To be completely honest, they're two of the most intelligent people in this industry when it comes to the overall management of turf grass and truly the most underlying underwhelming thing that i think that is the most critical aspect of our industry is the genetics behind turf grass management because it's truly the sustainable way of bettering our industry you know there are so many different aspects when it comes to plant growth that proper genetics truly can help us save us either money time and overall health of the plant you know and adam really dives into a future project that is near and dear to our program uh, we're very excited to be partnering with him in installing an iron cutter Bermuda grass football field. Um, it's become a very large project uh, in the short period of time, and uh, we're so excited for uh, this project to start probably this week, actually, uh, the last week of January, um, with the removal of our current Patriot Bermuda grass and uh, installing everything from a new irrigation system to hopefully a, a little bit of a new subgrade. Uh, Obviously, there are hurdles that we all face when it comes to field construction, and uh, Adam has been a huge asset to the development and the planning of our next stages when it comes to uh, the grow-in. And with the genetics of Iron Cutter, we're looking at a very quick, uh, fast grow-in when it comes to Bermuda grass and other types there are. Um, we're so excited to do this project with him uh, and being able to talk to Will a little bit about it. He's so excited to get be a part of everything, and it has truly been an honor to have them be, again, a huge supporter of our program, not just on this growing, but just in the years of the past few years, everything they've done for us, uh, and we're so excited moving forward with everything that we're doing. Um, I have been very blessed to have... Uh, these two individuals as a part of our journey at Brentsville. Um, and really what's awesome about this podcast is we highlight what the incredible people are, uh, who they are and what they're all about. Um, Will with his time as the superintendent of the Rose Bowl and really seeing him sort of translate that into Mountain View Seed and having a huge impact on the industry as a whole um, is something that I, I just it was incredible to hear and uh i'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode because again there are two incredible human beings that have a lot to offer when it comes to the betterment of our industry as a whole in all sectors um from sports field management to golf courses and lawn on landscape they're just their impact is so large and wide that we really need to take a moment to appreciate what they've done for us. And uh, we're really excited for you guys to hear this episode. So I hope you enjoy this episode of Tiger Turf Talk. So what's going on with you? Great conference so far. It's been busy, obviously. Been yeah. able to link up a bunch of times, actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been a really good conference. Um have really enjoyed this location you know yeah it's really yeah. great yeah i you know i think the just the weather people excited going out to see different venues um just the mountains whatever seems like there's a lot of people interested education's been packed um super successful absolutely really cool now i do want to get into this before will comes is obviously the the exciting stuff we have going on at brentsville with you uh with iron cutter and 
everything that's going into it. Um, we're so excited and we can't wait to see the fruits of the labor and the, the genetics behind Iron Cutter just thrive at Brentsville. What are you sort of seeing from our project so far <laughs> you know, with all the, the chaos of, again, a school district and the needs and all those things? You know, it's a it's a typical high level high school challenge. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of stakeholders that maybe don't know as much about grass as you do and we do. And, and you know, you're trying to convince them that, you know, it's worthwhile. Um, I've always believed and will always believe that great grass is not expensive, you right. know, and, and but it's showing the value of doing things the right way and going through every step in the process, building the field the right way, just making sure that everything's talked through and that takes time. And, and so trying to condense that for the stakeholders that decide, hey, what are we going to do? How much sand are we going to add? When are we going to do this? Students, non-students, everything's important um, because you want to go, you know, we want it to go off without a hitch. And for sure, um, you don't want to look back two, three years from now and go, man, I wish we did this. That so one, one thing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you do it right and, and you see how easy and you see how much of a, a um, the investment lasts. It's a long term investment, but you, you want fields that go 20 years. You know, you want you want something that lasts and, and can be a what I think is a blueprint for a lot of other high schools with what you're doing. So Definitely. Um, I'm extremely excited about it. We love working with projects like this where, you know, from the genesis of it, we get brought in on the front end. You're involved, you know, with your stakeholders, with your county, with your government and and putting in the field and seeing it through to completion, through grow in and, and on to play. That's that's exciting. That doesn't get to happen for us a lot. So so we're extremely excited. Now, uh, obviously, when it comes to, I mean, being a sports field manager with my kids and the, the facility itself, like I, I definitely spent many hours, many days, honestly, weeks researching, figuring things out from my own experience and whatnot and uh, talking with you and talking with other people about Iron Cutter and all these different things. Uh, again, everything I saw was something that, again, is what we want and what we need. What were some of the things, again, when we were first talking about Iron Cutter and how it's really the best option moving forward for Brentsville, what were some of those highlights when it comes to Iron Cutter, the transition zone where we're at, and all these incredible things that you've seen, obviously, firsthand with what you're working with, but people really should hear about from you being, again, the expert on Iron Cutter uh, for, again, a high school field, again, hopefully, hopefully uh, national field of the year. You know, later <laughs> we were, on, you know? That's the goal, man. Yeah, for like, sure. Like that's the goal. There's no reason it shouldn't be. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's not something that makes the brochure, but for us, you know, we research these grasses 10 years on average. Mm -hmm. I mean, any grass, but certainly this Bermuda grass. And, and so what you look for is, is broad adaptation. And so this grass comes out of Oklahoma, uh, has a pretty legendary breeder, Dr. Charles Salafaro. Um, he's got a long past history with Oklahoma State, although mm -hmm. this came out of a, a private breeding program. Um, so his legacy is Northbridge, Latitude 36, Patriot Bermuda. And he's been a, what I call the godfather of Bermuda grass breeding um, with a long history. And so we knew with this is the newest release being developed for golf and sports turf. So what we call a high input protocol. Um, we knew we had something as soon as we saw the broad adaptation and testing. And so NTEP testing put us right there at the top um, with another uh, other good Bermuda grasses. I, I want to make sure like Iron Cutter is a great Bermuda grass. It's it's not the best. It's one of, yeah. you know, there's a lot of good choices out there. But what we saw is broad adaptation, um, establishment, uh, very quick uh, to infill, especially from a, a sprigging standpoint, like For what sure. you're going to do. 
extreme cold tolerance. Uh, Oklahoma, where it comes from, uh, we were taking it to locations far north, as many places as we could to push that line and, and see whether it could handle extreme conditions, both warm and cool. We saw that. Um, we saw the ability to take PGR, growth regulator, um, chemical, fertility. Um, we always want to lower inputs. Yeah. You know, so if we can give you a grass that uses less water and fertility and chemicals than a previous generation, like, like that's success. And, and ultimately, we want to give grasses to turf grass managers that make it easier on you. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot on your plate. Everybody's got more events, something that's pulling at their time. And so the last thing we want to do is give you a, an intense grass that you got to stay on top of. And that's what Iron Cutter showed is that you can leave it alone and it'll perform and it won't lose density. And at the same time, when you need to ramp it up, when you need to make it a high performance grass, when it needs to shine on the brightest stage, it would. It's gorgeous. It's fine textured. It's cold tolerant. It just seemed to check all the boxes of what we were looking for for a Bermuda grass. And so at this point, it's just getting it out to as many different people as we can to see it. Um, and then once trust is, is in it and it has been built in it so far, everyone else becomes a cheerleader for it. You know, you talk to enough people and they'll tell you it's a great grass. It's, it's done what we had hoped it would do. Uh, so it's, it's exciting to be able to give it to people like you, uh, to give it the feels of, of your quality and, and really anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's cool to see this process start to work because it's been a long time coming. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, all those things that go into it, one of the, the most important aspects that I think has become such a, a prevalent part of our industry is the genetics behind it. You know, there yep. are so many things that people don't take into account when it comes to their facility, what they're doing, how they are managing it, how you're, high you're cutting it, how low you're cutting it, whatever it is. What has it been like for you sort of seeing those genetics play such a big role in our jobs as sports field managers, especially for someone like me who is in a extremely difficult but unique situation of, again, having the, the really hot summers with humidity through the roof to those cold winters that, are, again, are very harmful for Bermuda grasses of, again, older generation. But, like, again, moving forward, obviously these, like, iron cutters going to be better cold hardy and, again, less winter kill compared to others but what has it been like for you sort of seeing those genetics play such a big role in our jobs yeah it's it's cool because again it's it's another tool right it's another tool to make life easy and and so to see that validation of what we saw in smaller plots um from all the testing that we did it's you know it's extremely rewarding um and i always say as as good as the grass is you, you guys take it to even another level to to higher heights than than we ever replicate in plots and in the field and so we're always amazed at what you guys can do with it. You know, you're demanding um, because people are demanding of your surfaces. Mm-hmm. And so you get asked to do a lot of things. You get asked to grow grass and keep grass in a condition when it may not want to be at its best. Yeah. And so we have to level up ourselves with the genetics and the testing and the research to match that. And, and so it's cool when both sides can come to di- together and sort of validate that. And that's what we've got here. Um, we know we got a good grass because it's been validated in the field. The sod producers have validated what we saw, again, 10, 15 years ago. And all of those times, you know, we spent looking for a fatal flaw in the grass because that's what you do. You take these genetics and where's the hole? What does it not do well? Can we manage around it? doesn't really matter what it is. There's a list 20 deep of what you need at your grasses to do. And so we're looking to make sure that our grasses don't have that fatal flaw so when you get it in you know it falls apart with one metric because that's all it takes and and so in this case 
that's why we research so long. We're looking for that, and when we don't find it, we get excited because then we know we've got something. Yeah, for sure. Now, obviously, with your role with MVP Genetics in Mountain View Seed, what has it been like for you to be able to take part in this research and developing and marketing? Obviously, you have a big role in marketing and bringing things to light in the industry. What has it been like for you to, again, have that background and be able to sort of not just only showcase that iron cutter and all these incredible, uh, I mean, 365SS uh, products, but again, genetics and really just the role it plays in all of our lives, you know, and how has it been sort of marketing that and bringing that to the forefront of turf, uh, not just sports field, but turf grass management? Extremely gratifying. I mean, I, I love what I do. I, I never thought I would be doing this, and that's why I try to give back as much as I can, you know, to help others get into this industry and get into places where we can all help each other in this industry better. But for me, it's just really rewarding to take all the time and effort in the research to get to a level where we can produce better and better cultivars, no matter if it's cool season bluegrass or warm season Bermuda grass and zoysia grass. We're looking for that next thing and we're looking to diversify as much as possible because the more grasses we can bring to market, that are better than the last generation, um, the more people will benefit uh, in, in as many places as we can. We we sell all over the world. You know, we try to impact people all over the world. And that's the rewarding part about our jobs is taking a little small plant that you, you may have found and bred somewhere and, you know, taking a little idea of can we do this? Can we trial this? Yeah. And then bringing it to you guys and, and watching it exponentially grow um, because, you know, you're the dividing line. Uh, we think we've got something we bring it to you and you tell us immediately, uh, does it work or does it not? And that's just been rewarding. It's challenging. You know, I don't think anybody wants to go to work and do the same thing every single day and, you know, just punch the clock and go home. I, I think people want to be challenged and, and hopefully rewarded. And, and I just take a lot of pride in doing it. And, it. and it's nice when you have a group of people like we have on our teams that, that are like-minded that, you know, we're not satisfied with what we're doing now. You know, we're researching grasses right now that hopefully will beat Iron Cutter in the future. Mm-hmm. Now, I hope that's 15, 20 years in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But whether it's a bluegrass or a you know cool versus warm season, we just want the best that we can create, and we want to be better than than the previous day. Absolutely, and it's it's great to. I mean, it's awesome to see sort of that evolution when it comes to. I mean, once was you know when. When I was in high school, Patriot was like the big thing. Like yeah. No one, no one, no one had a, a cold tolerant winter kill like even like a fraction, you know. And Patriot was the godsend. And then you see all these sort of not issues, but obviously challenges that you mm-hmm. face as a manager. Obviously dealing with thatch and all these different things that come with those grasses. Um, seeing a Latitude Thirty Six come out, and then yep. all these other things. You come to now to Homa and Iron Cutter being sort of those forefront. Uh, especially for the transition zone uh, type of grasses, um, it's just really cool to see that evolution when it comes to the actual cultivars and everything that's going into again what we're doing as sports field managers. Um, with our with our project, obviously we've had many many meetings, discussions, and again I'm eternally grateful for everything <laughs> that you're doing for us. Um, what do you see, sort of our plan wise? Uh, that we've discussed culturally speaking that many people would benefit from knowing for iron cutter what are the things that we should be focusing on whether it's aeration uh, vertic cutting all these different things that again we're trying to benefit the growing as well as again the overall success of the field for 20 years to come like you like you and i always talk about yeah i think you know given the ability to be aggressive 
um, on these grasses. You know, from the second that you you sprig grasses in or sod grasses in, you know, we want managers pulling these grasses apart, and and they like to be culturally pulled apart. You know, they they like to be roughed up. Um, you know, we want to give the managers the ability to to top dress and verticut aeration uh, right out of the gate. You know, you're growing in sprigs. I've become more and more aggressive as the cultivars have shown me that they can handle it. And it puts the grass in a better place when you put the athletes on top of it. It makes safer surfaces when you put the athletes on top of it because we push these grasses to the limits. And and we're always trying to find out where that next limit is. And it sounds weird, but I, I like finding where my grasses fail. You know, we're always trying to figure out how to kill grass. And I've killed a lot of grass. Hey, you gotta uh, do it, you know. <laughs> every day. Are you a field manager if you haven't done it, you know? <laughs> but we pull interesting things out like iron cutter being a low input grow in and a low input grass. Even for a Bermuda grass, we're seeing indications that it doesn't need as much nitrogen as other cultivars that we've studied. And and that includes, you know, the four nineteens and the older ones all the way up to the newest of the new. Yep. And and so those are interesting pieces where we go, okay, can we replicate that? Can yeah. we give somebody an added advantage? It may be a benefit to you. It may not be to somebody else. And so you've got to study both sides of the coin, but you pull little pieces like that out where we know, hey, when you get this grass in, in your facility, rip it apart. It yeah. likes it. You know, it will perform better for you. And I think overall, these cultivars are just, they're hardier. They're able to handle extreme conditions better. Um, they're not foolproof. There are no silver bullets, but we're getting a lot better and we're a lot better than previous generations. So it's, it's good to see that for any species, but certainly one like iron cutter, a, a next generation Bermuda grass cultivar. Absolutely. You know, and, and again, it's, it's also about timing and everything uh, that, and again, what I'm excited about is, again, really recording the journey that we're doing, you know, especially starting now with all the preliminary conversations and our concerns when it comes to, well, we're not getting a new sub layer. We're not getting certain things. They're not removing enough materials. So we're trying to make sure we're growing that Bermuda that's already in there yep. so that we can kill it off. Um, there's just, and that's what's so exciting about all of it. You know, there's just so many things that could go wrong, but we're doing our best to combat that, you know, and that's what, that's what we really are as sports field managers and everything that we're doing. So, um, obviously it's great to have the experience, um, with everything in your work, obviously you work from levels like me, again, a high school program, uh, different areas. What's been sort of the, your favorite part about working with individuals in the SFMA and everything that goes with, again, a, a company like Mountain View Seed? Yeah, I think for me, it's always the relationships. You know, you get down in the dirt with somebody, you sweat with somebody, you, you overcome challenges with with groups of people and like-minded people like I find in the SFMA. You know, I'm, I'm a, I call myself a reformed golf guy. I was in golf course construction, golf yeah. course maintenance. I did sports surf, but not nearly to the level of some of these guys, even you. Uh, <laughs> and, and so I've, I've come to love the sports surf managers, you know, just because of all those things, because you can get down and grind and, and pull things out of the dirt and, and, and it's just rewarding that way, you know, and, and that's, that's what I want to give back in my work to everybody that I interact with. It's, um, it's, it's really important to me that I work just as hard as you guys do. I, sure. I have a tremendous respect, but it, it's always easy to come and bounce ideas off of, of the sports surf managers. Um, we're always trialing things. We're always texting each other. What about this? What about that? I mean, I get asked questions every day that I'm like, I have no idea, you know, <laughs> like, but then it leads you on a path and you go, all right, well, let's learn something about that. Let's fail. Let's, let's fail again. Let's succeed one time. Let's figure yeah. out why. 
and, and I never get tired of pulling that puzzle apart. And I, I think there's so many people in this industry with sports surf managers that are the same way. That's why we're here. And, and I hope that's why, you know, we can encourage and, and get more young people in this industry that, that think the same way, that, that want to work in an industry that does that. Um, because I don't think it ever gets old. You know, no. I think I'll be this way when I'm 85 and still love doing this. Gosh, 85. <laughs> if we make it, if we yeah. make it, <laughs> if we make it. I'm trying to make it the next week. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We're on fumes. Uh, We're on fumes. For sure. For sure. Now, obviously, we sort of talked about it a little bit already, but with these events, like, what are your end goals when it comes to conferences? Because that's part of, that's a big part of your job. Again, your role at Mountain View Seed is being able to go to these conferences, whether they're regional, the national ones, whatever it is, golf, sports field. Uh, I mean, research is probably a big one you guys yep. end up going to. What are your goals when you come to these events and sort of, again, just, again, being a part of the overall uh, sort of trade show, uh, educational pieces? Uh, again, we were talking about maybe doing one for next year with our program and, and what we're doing at for Iron Cutter. So what is it like being a part of all this and how do you set goals and do what needs to get done? I think for for me and for our team, it's, it's meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you come to these year after year, and and I think everybody's assumption is just we know everybody. Yeah. And and you know, I've started a process where you know, anytime I meet somebody new, I write their name down, I write where they're from, and you go back and look, and by the end of this show, you know, I've met twenty five, thirty people that I had no idea who they are. Yeah. And and you know, you don't realize how many connections you have, but you also don't realize how many connections you don't have. And for so sure. this is a huge opportunity for us to connect with people and go, hey, what sort of challenges are you having? Like, how can we how can we help you? You know, how can we design grasses that might fit your situation? And there's so many places now where it might not be what it appears. You know, it, maybe Bermuda grass works in Georgia. Maybe bluegrass works there now. Yeah. Uh, what's your situation and how can we help? And then from that point, you know, it's it's meeting with old friends, relationships, sod farms, distributors, mm-hmm. all the connections that we have through business and saying, okay, how was your year? You know, let's reset it here. What do we do right? What do we do wrong? In, personally, Mountain View, what did you guys do? And learn from it and set a plan for next year to go, okay, how can we do it better? Yeah. Can we do something different? Is there another grass that we've got that might help you? Uh, do we just keep doing this again? Because it did so well. Uh, those are the, the things that I think from from this conference, you know, we look to do that, that reset and that really that review mm-hmm. um, and, and then just get with as many people as we can that are interested in our products, that are interested in us as a company and just mix it up. I love the education. I love talking to people. I love asking questions. We try to do all of that here. And, and I think you get more out of the conference when you do that. You know, if, if you just if you sit on the wall and, you know, you're a bit of a wallflower, um, you're only going to get so much. But if you jump in with both feet and just put yourself out there, start mixing it up with people, man, you find a lot of cool stuff at this conference. Absolutely. You know, and there, it's just like you don't expect it half the time. You know, and it just when it comes to light, it's like, oh, well, this is something that could change things forever, you know? So cool when that happens. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, you and I have gotten to know each other really well in the last few months. What is it like, again, sort of developing those relationships when it comes to your work? And again, not just improving the business side, but again, just overall, you know, joy of your job, you know? It's fun. I mean, when you start putting personal relationships with business relationships and, and both matter, you know, and both can have an impact on the success of either. And so, 
I mean, I, I just like learning people's stories. Everybody's different. I, I never thought I would be in this industry. I don't come from a family that's in sports turf. Mm-hmm. Most of my family was in education. Um, <laughs> just never you thought I'd those. be growing grass. And yeah. so I'm a bit of the, you know, call it the oddball, the black sheep, whatever you want in my family. But it, it's gotten to make this more of a community for me. And, and I think it makes our projects better. I think it makes our success more rewarding. Um, and, and I think we push each other further because of that. And so, you know, when we work with somebody we've never worked with, like you guys, you know, you get to become friends. It's like, yeah. I, I like when you call me on the phone, you know, I like when you go, hey, man, I don't know what we're doing here. You know, we got this issue. We got this challenge and we work through it together. I mean, that's that's what everybody wants when they punch the clock and go to work where, yeah, we're going to grind, man. We're, it's going to be hard. It's not it's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, when when you have that relationship and you spent the time to learn about people. Um, I, I think that's when it makes the success more rewarding and it just makes it more fun overall. 100%. I mean, it's 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 hard to, like, sort of separate. And it's for me, like, even with teaching, like, it's hard to separate your personal life from your professional life. You know, that's – people always ask me why why are you such a good teacher. And I'm not saying I'm a good teacher in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> you are a good teacher. But, again, like, being personable and being able to share things with your kids, you know, with your, your – people your customers consumers whatever you want to call them uh it just makes it that much better to work with them you know it just it allows the whole sort of again relationship just to flourish and again grow just like we're all of the work that we're going towards you know so yeah it's definitely something that i i love about it. that's why i do this podcast you know that's what we've always like we've gotten to know each other again the black the black sheep being the grass out of education i found my way back into education so i guess i'm not the black sheep anymore but um, it's just great to, again, make the connections and have a great time, especially at events like this. Yeah. Um, what have you done? Uh, sorry. What have you enjoyed the most about Salt Lake City? You know, you talked about the venue being a great place. You know, I mean, it's out survived, like, not out survived. It's been way better than I expected it yeah. to be. You know, a lot of people worry about the cold, but what has it been like this past week for you? You know, I, I think just the the interconnectedness, I didn't realize how small this city was. I mean, we're bouncing the events back and forth and, you know, different restaurants and we're, we're seeing tons of people in education. We're seeing tons of people talking out in the hall. And, and it just seems like the whole conference is kind of moving and, and moving forward as one. Um, I've, I've loved the location, you know, it's like, uh, I'd come back here in a heartbeat. I, I know everybody is a hey, cold, cold versus warm weather. <laughs> yeah. It's a good change up. You yeah. know, do you want to do it every year? Probably not. You know, yeah. one every five or 10, I'd, I'd come back here in a minute. Um, I think they've created opportunities where we can interact with more people. It, it felt like it has been easier to do that. Maybe that's the cold keeping everybody more inside. I don't know, but yeah. the education has been fantastic. The speakers have been, um, great one but but also thought provoking too and and i just i feel like everybody's in a good mood nobody's walled off i've gone up to people that i have no idea who they are and started asking them about their story and everybody just seems real open to share so um we'll have our guy come in here in a second but it's been it's been a great conference for that really rewarding overall the legend joining us now glad you're here buddy how long we got uh like 10 minutes. Does that work? Uh, I'm cold. (laughs) 
So obviously, you guys are busy men, obviously going to meetings and everything. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're sort of just talking about the business and what it's been like, again, obviously being the Rose Bowl superintendent for so long and seeing that sort of side of the industry, bringing that to, again, Mountain View C. What has that been like for you? Oh, it's, it's been an amazing transition. Uh, I got to work for some great stadiums and uh, great people, and, and it's continued now. I'm working on working with Mountain View C with guys like Adam. It's been such a blessing. I've had... Um, I've got to really focus on just the turf part of it, which, you know, it's usually just turf. There's so many other aspects to yeah. athletic fields. But I learned more about the Bermuda industry and the other seed industry in the last year and a half than I did in the last 30 years of my career. And it's anyone who really wants to learn about Bermuda or the seed industry, you need to go work for a company because you'll get educated so much about understanding about what that industry is all about and really understanding how the plant works and the history, the history of the whole, whole thing. Absolutely. I mean, and that's something, obviously, working with uh, 30, 365SS, there are so many things that you bring to the table for the company with your background and everything. What has it been like, again, sort of, becoming this side of the industry and being able to promote the brand and promote the the product again for being what it is what the industry standard across the board all sports everything that goes into it what has it been like for you sort of being at the forefront of that you know i so back in two was it eight nine years ago we were the very first ones that put the 365 in so it was uh it was really cool to be the first one to do that and to see where it is today and all the major league baseball and NFL football and soccer fields is really, you know, uh, was really cool to be at the very forefront of that. And and it's, you know, at the Rose Bowl, I could only kind of like a this really uh, enclosed box. I could, could never go anywhere. And then I actually, when I got to start traveling all across the country and seeing the footprint of 365 and just how it raised the quality of the turf. And it's it's been a really great really a great you know see some fruit fruits of, of many people's labor so it's been absolutely great. for sure um obviously working with adam the company is an incredible group and obviously really bright minds uh, among all of you you know yeah, i don't crown I, us yet i i i learn a lot from adam a lot yeah he's taught me a lot what has it been like working with people like adam dr munshaw and everyone that that is a part of your group and sort of just again developing an industry uh, I can keep saying standard, but it, uh, sort of a juggernaut in our industry it's, when it comes to seed. It's been humbling genetics. because after after being in the industry for so long, I thought I knew everything. And I realized <laughs> I didn't know nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it, I do and, that every day. You know, it, it's, 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 it's totally like, you know, doing all this research. And their research uh, center up in Oregon is second to none and go up there. And I'm, I'm like a kid in the candy store and uh, just digging in and looking at stuff and understanding and and I'll call Adam at 9, 10 o'clock at night, Friday or Saturday. I said, what do you think about this? It's well, I'm at home with my kids, you know. But I'll but, answer. Uh, he'll answer. And so exciting to talk. You know, I, I love to talk to people and think outside the box and, and get people's thoughts. Like, can we do this? Can yeah. we not do this? And, and then why can't we do it? And why? And I, yeah, I want to do this. So, Absolutely. You know, um, 
with everything you guys have done, what have been some of your fondest memories over the past few years, you know, getting back out there with everything, whether it's iron car related, whether that's uh, people related, some of the fun memories you guys have in the last few years. I think what's been really cool for me is like I got to be on the forefront of 365, and now I'm getting on the forefront of Iron Cutter, who we think has got the same potential as, as a 365. And so that's our expectations that we want to be able to do that. And it's a, it, it's it doesn't come easy, but you know we uh, we're wanting to set a standard and uh, uh, learn how, learn all about that plant and just really doing something really special with it. And I'm all about the end user. I want to do what's best for the end user, and we got to think we got something very special. We're excited with Iron Cutter coming into Brentsville. So. Oh, dude! Yeah. And I think for me, business wise, you know, you you see something like a Genesis Point and 365 SS, and you 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 see how hard you work to get one person to believe in it, like we believe in it, and and then that person gives you the opportunity, whoever that is, and it's just these little milestones along the way where you see a little crack in the door and a little crack in the door, and then it's just. Boom, we've got it in 50 professional fields. And, yeah. and I don't know how that happened. And, and it's doing the same thing with Iron Cutter or any product. And so that process for me is the most rewarding thing, but also the coolest thing to look back on of, man, I can't believe we're here, but just the gratefulness of the people that give you a shot, that trust in their ability enough to take your wild hair grass or your new species that you've come out with and, and take it to new heights like we hope it would be. I'm, I mean, I think personally, like I, I go back and, you know, we were at the Field of Dreams for me and, you know, we're all in a, you know, in a trailer in the back and the first year and it's it feels like it's 115 degrees and everybody's about to die. And it was 115 <laughs> It was 115 degrees. degrees. <laughs> no, we didn't feel like it. It was. Uh, but, was. But Murray Cook and the Brightview crew and those guys had just busted it for two and a half years and to see all that work come together on our grass and to see the levels that – they took our grass, places we had never been before, but the quality of the crew and those guys, and it was just like, I mean, that was the ultimate. Like, that that was one of the highest highs that I've, I've been in, you know. We, we search for that all the time in all the projects that we work with, but for me, that was a special one because we gave so much during the week. Um, we all individually had our little parts, and it came together, and, and it was greater than the sum of the individual parts. Uh, it was it was a good show. I think we put on a, a fantastic surface, and and those guys leveled up to, to heights that I had not seen before. So personally, that that was a great one for me. Uh, Northwestern as well with Iron Cutter, just doing things that that I didn't think could be done with certain grasses. Um, Zach Simons at Northwestern, his crew um, carrying that through a Big Ten football season, just unbelievable work like that is is rewarding for me you know rewarding for me personally absolutely i mean and it's it's crazy to see like those moments where it comes to light and everything that goes into your hard work and being able to see the end product you know like field of dreams like when i when i the first game that it was on like i i just remember sitting there you know and it, it, it's always that moment where like you have millions and millions of people who watch the game and don't know who we are, don't know about the the genetics behind turf grass management or even what turf grass managers are doing here, you know, and just how many eyeballs were on that, you know, like it was one of those iconic moments in baseball history where like you like chills down your spine, walking out of the corn onto that field, pristine and like me being me, like I knew all you guys were all there and it was just incredible to again see that and how 
it really plays just a role in like again just a memory that's gonna last forever and the fact that you guys were on the the ground level with that is just truly incredible you know i think it's credit to murray you know we had such a small part right like we're the grass right and you can take it it's one way or the part, other but yeah go ahead well i mean <laughs> you know you can take great grass the wrong way right yeah. so they had to carry that place for so long through the pandemic the construction and we just felt fortunate to even get a, a place to be on the crew um, and he was extremely gracious to let us there. Uh, but then just to see the process of how they worked, it, it put all the pieces together for us. And then then you step out on the field and, and see it and work through it and and end up on national TV. And, and I was awestruck. I mean, you can't believe you're walking along the corn. You can't believe you're walking in a movie set. And it was just one of the most special events I've ever been a part of. Um, some of the most special people I've ever been a part of. And, and those, both those crews, both the two years that we've done it, um, have been special. And you see those guys here at SFMA, and it's like, you know, there's a deeper level. There's a deeper relationship. And, and I love that. Yeah, it absolutely. is. It's a brotherhood. Yeah, for sure. It, 100%. And so yeah. that's, been, that's been so cool to watch. And it's, uh, and it's so cool, that game. That was very – that field had been there for two years. Yep. But correct me if I'm wrong. That was the very first game. Yep. I mean, uh, they had never. I yes, don't think nothing. they had never. They had never had a pitch thrown off no, of that. High school. Nothing. And like Kevin like, Costner made the first pitch. You know, you know, Unbelievable. And you could tell Murray like first game, and it's going to be uh, like the biggest. You know, it's it like, was the biggest. There was there, there was like there was some nervousness going on out there for so. sure. And well, I mean, obviously, your work with the Rose Bowl was like it was just another day of work for you, you know, but like. The Rose Bowl is just this iconic, hallowed ground to all of us, all sports fans that truly love football. And again, the parade, everything that goes into it leads to your field, you know. Yeah. What was that like for you, your experience, again, being able to manage and really have that impact on all those players, those experiences they had and those memories they were making while fans are, you know, it's one of the biggest places you could be, you know, and the fans go crazy about the whole thing. So what was it like to be that person that set that stage? Again, it was truly a gift. I I don't know. I mean, I set myself up really well in my career. I got to work with some amazing turf managers. Uh, Eric Hansen, Murray Cook got me my first job. Vince Paterosi, some guys who are just been been amazing. And getting to work, getting to work there at the Rosewell, and I hopefully I've changed some other people's careers. Like I had them change with some guys now in the industry that are doing really well. I've grown, I've grown a lot of great grass, but my biggest accomplishment is growing the people. You know, where now they're in the profession and able to learn. So there's um, Chris Chang. Uh, Miguel Lopez, these, these are the guys. And I take more pride in, in the people I've got to work with and help them along. And now they're they're taking care of their families and like you know, and, and they're love the industry like I did. So, and that's that's what it's all about. And that's what we love about it. You know, there's there's really nothing that you can put like it's priceless. Yeah, and you know, it's what we live for. That's why we love it. Um, but again, with everything, there's just there's so many things that go into it for you guys. Uh, what is it sort of that next step for Mountain View see and an MVP and all these different things? Obviously, we were talking about earlier, you want to find that next thing. You know, mm-hmm. Iron Cutter is great, but there's always going to be that next thing, and you want to be on the forefront of that. Yeah, I mean, we're working on reducing inputs first, right? So we're looking for any turf grass species that can make uh, great grass with lowered inputs. Um, you know, we want to continue to do that with any natural turf grass species. Uh, I think a lot of companies, um, they get too many different products that they, they get too focused on 
too many different things. And, and for us, it's just turf grass. Like we, we want to take turf grass to the next level. We want to control all turf grass from the beginning point of the farmers, the beginning point of the producers, warm season, cool season, seeded, non-seeded. We want to control that. And, and we think our R&D and our research will be better and we'll give the industry better, better grasses by doing so. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's our responsibility is to investigate these species that, that other people may not be looking at or, you know, take in grasses that may not have entered the sports turf arena yet, like zoysia grass. Um, we're working on a zoysia grass called Gateway that we hope to release at the end of the summer. And, you know, can it, can it sneak into sports turf? Yeah. I think it can. Um, we're seeing you know, these, these improvements, and, and they may be slight to a lot of people, uh, but we get excited because we, we see those next generations. Uh, we see bluegrass that can survive in the southeast U.S. with lack of, of disease and, and in that humidity. And so we just want to give the, the sports turf managers as many tools as possible with as many grasses as possible and let them make the decisions and, and take it to the next level after we've done all our work. So we'll go to the ends of the earth to find that out. Um, we'll test our grasses against anybody. Uh, we're not afraid to fail. And, and I think that makes the best turf grasses at the end of the day. And so we're never going to stop doing that. That's what we enjoy doing. Um, that's our focus. We are turf grass. And, and I hope that continues for the life of this company and the life of as long as I work here, um, as long as we have our team. So Absolutely. That's you consider this work? It's fun that. work. Some, some days, uh, some days, not not today so this, and not this week. This is this is my point, okay? And every, I, everyone says, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Sports field managers love what they do. Yep. There's no way they're not working. You know, you know, it's not, and it's obviously not like hardship or anything. But you work your asses off, and you guys do so much, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like I work hard. Like it's it's not anything like that, but real hard again. If you have a passion for it, you have a love for it, it's going to be great. You love the hard times. You live through it, and, you, you again, you live for it. Yeah. So I mean, my office was Rose Bowl Stadium. That's yeah, pretty pretty you nice, know, right? <laughs> you, know, you just go in there, and you look up at those beautiful mountains, and look at the grass, and I'm like, thank you, God. Yeah, you know, that is a great way to look lucky. at it. We're yeah. lucky. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time. It's been phenomenal to see you guys, you know, link up with you guys a few times, and excited for this year excited for iron cutter and everything that we're doing together so um again thank you for taking the time and coming on by true thanks for having us we really enjoyed this appreciate you